0: Kentucky basketball has a massive game this weekend against the Arkansas Razorbacks. We preview that matchup on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be previewing Kentucky basketball's matchup with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Just a Just a phenomenal matchup uh, this weekend in the SEC. We've got some really, really good games this weekend uh, in terms of just really high-profile college hoops games. We're going to preview the Arkansas offense. We're going to talk about the Arkansas defense, and then we are going to give some final thoughts, ask some questions about this matchup, and give a final score prediction uh, later on in the show. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. The Arkansas offense built on the free throw line is what I had put down in my notes. Uh the Razorbacks really like to get to the free throw line. We're going to break down why in just a second, but some overall statistics here uh, from the Razorbacks offense, they average seventy-seven and a half points per game, which is good for fourth in the SEC. Their pace of play is relatively fast; they are actually much faster than LSU. And we noted that LSU was a a pretty decent team in terms of uh, in terms of adjusted tempo. Arkansas's adjusted tempo is twenty-sixth nationally, so they're one of the th- the 30's, thirty fastest teams uh, in the entire country. They put up a decent amount of shots: sixty-one point three field goal attempts. Per game is fifth in the SEC, and they take an average amount of threes. 71, or excuse me, 21 uh, threes per game is tied for right at seventh in the SEC. So they put a decent amount of shots up. They're not necessarily a three-point shooting team, and they like to run up and down the court. So it's like Alabama, except that they take uh, less threes. Stylistically getting into the X's and O's here, uh, doing a little bit of study studying on the Arkansas film, Eric Musselman, is a very strong X's and O's coach. He really believes in scouting his opponents heavily. He does not, at least it does not appear to be, it doesn't he does not seem to try and tailor Arkansas's style of basketball to to work against any opponent he really seems like he tries in game plans differently for every single team that he faces off against and he really likes he's talked about this before in press conferences and zoom meetings and different things like that just breaking down his philosophy he likes to throw something at different at the opponent In in terms of like every single situation, we're talking the jump ball, first play on offense. We're talking about something completely different that they've never shown all season. Whenever we're talking about out-of-bounds plays, whenever we're talking about working in the half court, he likes to throw in different wrinkles, X's and O's wise. But to simplify everything that Arkansas does, they run a modern motion offense. It's not centered around the weave. It's not centered around... Uh, anything in particular that we've discussed before on this show? Because, like I said, they've sh- shown so many different looks. There's not necessarily a set description of what they like to run. It's just simply a motion offense, from what I can tell, and they are very, very quick uh, with the with the way they operate, both in transition and in the half court. In the past, uh, Eric Musselman has really put an emphasis on three point shooting. So. Muscleman was the the head coach at Arkansas, or excuse me, at Nevada for four years, and he really put an emphasis on spacing and three-point shooting. This year, Arkansas only gets 25% of their shots from three, which is not a lot at all, and you would think, well, then they're getting a lot of shots from, a percentage of their points from two, and that's not really the case either. They're getting about 51%, which is not great, and so you're saying, well... Where does Arkansas get their points? Well, they really like to get to the free throw line. About twenty-one percent of Arkansas's uh, points are from the free throw line, which is which is actually quite a lot. Arkansas has played a little bit into their personnel this season because they have four different players that really know how to draw fouls and then get to the free throw line in turn. Uh, we're talking about the Aldis Tony who is a guard, J.D. Note, who is a guard, Jalen Williams, who is a forward, and Chris Likes. who is a very experienced guard. All four of those guys have over 100 free-throw attempts for the Hogs this season. Arkansas is also 19th in the country in opponent personal fouls per game. So they've got four guards that can get downhill, get to the rim quickly, and force you uh, into contact that you don't necessarily want to make. So, again, just to kind of recap... What this Arkansas offense does from a stylistic standpoint, it's a motion offense, they get downhill, they get uh, quick attacks at the rim, and they're very similar to LSU and the way they operate their offense and the fact that they really value high percentage looks. So LSU, we discussed on the preview episode, just a couple of episodes ago, we previewed the LSU offense and we noted that they really like straightaway threes, corner threes, and looks inside the paint at the rim. Arkansas is very similar. They like to take the three-point shot. They like to take uh, shots at the rim. They do not mess with the mid-range at all, unlike Kentucky. The objective is high-value shots. If they can't get a shot right at the basket, we're going to kick it out. We're going to kick it out and see if we can get a three. Some more statistics here. The Hogs average 14 and a half assists per game, which is a decent number. They're shooting just about average in the SEC 44%. They're a really good free throw shooting team. We're going to get into why this might be a bad matchup in just a second for Kentucky. 74.6% from the foul line. That is second in the SEC. And the Hogs aren't a good three-point shooting team. They're shooting about 31% uh, from beyond the arc. So why this might potentially be a bad matchup for the Wildcats is while they've done a decent job at playing defense without fouling, They've not as of late, they've not necessarily run into a lot of different teams that initiate contact like Arkansas does. So we noted in the Alabama game that Kentucky won and they did a good job of playing defense without fouling. But Alabama and the way that they run their offense with that five out style, they don't put themselves in positions to get fouled a lot. And so I'm curious to see how does this Kentucky defense face off against Arkansas? How handsy are they? How aggressive are they? Because Arkansas is going to be quick. They're going to be decisive. They're going to throw new looks at you. And they're going to get to the rim one way or another because they've got a lot of different guards that can do it. It's a very interesting matchup for Kentucky, and I would say that it's not a good one. So it's it's going to be interesting to see can Kentucky protect the rim and can they stop from can they stop Arkansas from getting on the free throw line an incredible amount. I, I would think that if you can hold Arkansas underneath 20 to 23 free throw attempts in this game, that is a massive win. I would, I would cap it at 23-24. After that, yeah, I would not, I would not, um, would not feel comfortable uh, with Kentucky and their chances in this game if they put Arkansas on the free throw line a lot because, like I just mentioned, they, they have some really good foul line shooters. They've got some guys that can get to the fr- uh, free throw line. Um, it's definitely going to be a concern. Uh, for, for the Wildcats. Three key contributors here, and then we'll move on to the defense. JT uh, J.D. Note, one of the best scorers in the entire SEC, averaging 18.7 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, and three and a half assists per game. He's not an elite shooter, but he is definitely the the, the Razorbacks' go-to guy. He's going to be putting up a lot of shots. In fact, he's taken a quarter of Arkansas's entire shots this st- season. Uh, I believe Arkansas has put up over 1,700 shots. He's taken 25% of those. So he's he's their go-to guy. Uh, another key contributor here, Jalen Williams, ten point four points per game, nine point six rebounds per game, very impressive mark there, uh, and two point eight assists per game. Jalen Williams is a very is, is a young Ford sophomore, six foot ten, has a lot of length, plays the four position uh, for the Razorbacks. He's got, uh, got a little bit of range. He can hit the mid-range jumper if he needs to. He has hit the three occasionally at times this season. I believe he's shooting 28% from there. I don't have the number in front of me, but he's also a very, very solid rebounder. Uh, like I just mentioned, almost a double-double per game for Jalen Williams. The matchup between Oscar Sheebway, Lance Ware, Jacob Toppin against Jalen Williams uh, will be fascinating to see as Williams is bigger than all three of those guys. And um, he's known as a scorer and known as a guy who can get to the foul line. It's going to be very difficult to guard. And then the final key contributor here, I've got Audis Tony. He's a transfer from Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh, averaging over 10 points a game, five and a half rebounds per game, and a little under assist, an assist per contest. This guy is a, just a pure shooting guard. You could also play him at small forward if you need to. Uh, got some really nice length for, uh, for a guard, six foot six. He's very bouncy, very energetic, really likes to run in transition from what I can tell. And he's the lob guy. He's the guy that's going to be catching lobs in, in, in the uh, transition game if Arkansas gets a chance to do so. Aldis Tony, a uh, very explosive player uh, for the Razorbacks. We're going to talk about the defense here and how the Arkansas defense has really come along over these, uh, over these past few games uh, in the SEC after starting league playoff just, just very, very poorly. We're going to talk about that defense in just a second, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bilt Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, and it's all thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like there's not even really a New Year's resolution to be had because I actually enjoy eating Built Bars. And they've got so many different flavors to choose from. They've got uh, flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, salted caramel, and they've got a new flavor for this month of February, white chocolate cookies and cream. All those flavors are absolutely delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If Bilt thinks a flavor might be good, they will make it and it will also be delicious uh, and good for you. At Bilt Bar, they're all about the taste. They first make it delicious and then second figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but Built pulls it off every single time. You can go to Bilt.com right now and you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Built.com, Today's episode is also brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is only just a few weeks away. That means you need to start thinking about how or where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? Well, we've done our homework here at Locked On Kentucky, and we are running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, and both of them are really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. It's all stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Very insightful stuff. And if you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. And you can enter the code PUREMADNESS at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. I look forward to beating and seeing you there. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you, the Arkansas defense has definitely taken a turn for the better, or at least in, in this case for Kentucky. It's not good, but the Arkansas defense has gotten uh, much improved since the start of league play. Arkansas was ter- starting off, uh, I guess, the entire season, of or non- non-conference play, playing just really poor defense. Arkansas had a bunch of new transfers coming in. They lacked cohesion, and if you've ever listened to me on, on ESPN radio, which you probably haven't, But if you have, something that I said early on in the college basketball season is that I don't think Arkansas is as good as everybody thinks they are yet because they lack cohesion. They have individual star players. They have individual talented players, but they do not have a talented team. They really need to figure it out on defense. Otherwise, it's going to be a very long year. And once they get to the NCAA tournament, they match up with a team like randomly here, South Dakota State, who knows how to score. That's a problem. That is a problem. But this defense is now really playing well. Uh, the defense, though, was playing uh, really bad, especially at the start of SEC play. The Razorbacks started 0-3 in the SEC. Uh, we're giving up a lot of points. Since that, that start, since the 0-3 start in SEC play, Arkansas is giving up only 62 points per game. They've really, really clamped down inside on the interior and the paint, and they've forced teams to take more threes, and teams really aren't making a lot of threes against the Razorbacks. This is not good for Kentucky. This is really not good because Kentucky is one of the top teams in the nation in terms of two point percentage, field goal percentage, and 2 point, uh, two point field goal production. Um, this is this is not good, and uh, and honestly, all things considered, if Arkansas wants to make this a free throw shooting contest, they're probably going to win that. They're probably going to win that. Some more uh, statistics, uh, statistics here for you: sixty five and a half points per game uh, is what the uh, the Hogs average. Uh, allowed in conference play. Arkansas is 13th nationally in defensive efficiency. They're 69th in steal percentage. They're 48th in block percentage. And they actually average more fouls than LSU per game. They average 17.6. And the big problem here is that if Arkansas does want to make this a free throw shooting contest, why they might win it is because Arkansas actually has the best home court advantage in the SEC in terms of officiating. Arkansas gets over four less fouls at home per game than they do on average. So they average 17.6 fouls per game. They average at home about 13, which is, um, which is not good. It's just not good for the Wildcats. Combine this, combine this with the fact that Wheeler and Washington are not going to be playing in the game. That's not good. So I think that the goal for Arkansas in this game might be to put some pressure on Kentucky, might be to foul them, might be to put them at the free throw line, and then hope that the officiating does what they've done all season, which is favor the Hogs at home. And while that may sound kind of like, eh, I don't like that as a Kentucky fan, I am. I may hate that, hate that. that's what Arkansas has been doing all year. They've gotten some really good calls at home. They, they're going to get to the free throw line. If they want to sl- slow this game down, speed it up, Regardless of whatever whatever they want, want to do, at the end of the day, if I'm Arkansas, I'm pressuring the heck out of Kentucky. I'm making sure that they have a very difficult time running their offense. And I think they have the ability to do that. I think when you look at the numbers, look, they've improved. They've gelled. They have cohesion now. They've got some length on defense as well. They're turning opponents over a little bit, making sure they don't shoot fantastic from three. All things considered, Arkansas has got a lot of things going their way in this matchup. All right, we're going to talk about the, uh, just some final thoughts here, and we're going to give a final score prediction for the game. If you can't tell, I don't feel great about this game. If you're a Kentucky fan, I doubt you are either. If you're an Arkansas fan uh, listening to this right now, I just want you to know you've got a good team, and uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be one heck of a game on Saturday. Before we give some final thoughts and a final score prediction, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's Online, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl here with, with you. Really appreciate you listening. If you're watching on YouTube, would mean the world. If you subscribed, over 500 subs now, let's see if we can get to 1,000. If you're listening on podcast format, uh, would really appreciate it. If you left a review for the pod, want to hear your thoughts on the show. We do a lot of breakdowns. We do a lot of recaps. If you guys are interested in hearing anything else, if you if you want me to talk about something else, I know we're, we're in the thick of basketball season. Uh, that's really all a lot of people care about uh, is talking about the games and what's going on around the program. But if you've got something else on your mind, Kentucky-related, let me know. I would love to hear it. All right, some final thoughts here. One of the things that's going to be very important for Kentucky is staying in front of of Arkansas defensively not letting those four uh, four players like I mentioned earlier get downhill. I do not want to see JT Note, uh, Audee Tony and Chris Likes getting out running in transition, catching lobs, throwing dunk or throwing lobs, catching dunks, um getting to the rim easily. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I want to see Kentucky get back on defense. I want to see them stay in front of the rim and I want see to them, see them protect it. Now will they? I I don't I, I don't know I I don't know if they will be able to do, to uh, do that in this game, but they're going to need to. They're going to need to at least try to, uh, and they they also need to just really really emphasize defense without fouling. If Arkansas does not get to the foul line, they may not have much success on offense. At least I I, I just I, I feel like based on looking at their numbers, looking at the way that they play, if you don't put them on the foul line, um, they're they're not going to have a fantastic day. Of course. Teams like Alabama, like I mentioned earlier, that Kentucky faced off against recently didn't necessarily put the Wildcats in positions to where they, they would foul Alabama. Arkansas is going to be different. Arkansas is going to be looking for it. So this, in my opinion, it, overall, when you look at this offense, when you look at this defense, it's not a great matchup for Kentucky. It's not a good matchup. And I say that and the Wildcats are going to go win by 10 on the road. But still, I, I just this is not a good game for Kentucky especially late in the season. If they're going to try and make a run at the SEC regular season title, they have to win this game. Um, And they're projected to do so, according to Ken Palm. I just, you look at the way the Hogs are playing right now. I mean, they're playing really, really well on both ends. Offensively, they're scoring. Defensively, they've really put it together here over this final stretch. They are red hot. Red hot. I'm curious to see if Arkansas implements the LSU strategy of just beating Kentucky's guards to death and then testing Kentucky's ability to protect the rim on the other end. Again, I'm saying Kentucky really has to um, be efficient on offense and, and make sure that they don't foul, and then on the other end, um, really, really protect the rim. I'm curious to see if Arkansas, that's the strategy the Razorbacks try and actually implement. We'll just have to see. I really expect this game... Uh, to be difficult, and I think Kentucky's going to look at their bench more than they did in the Alabama game, and I think they're going to look at their bench a little bit more than they did in the LSU game. That's just my my prediction. The four parameters here uh, for Kentucky Wildcat wins. Can Kentucky shoot the ball in this in, well in this game? I think they can. Look, Arkansas doesn't do a fantastic job of guarding the three point line. I think if Kellen Grady gets it gets it going in this game, he was 0 for 5 against LSU. If he can get it going a little bit in this game, that's going to really hurt the Razorbacks. I need Davion Mintz to step up. He may be one of the most important pieces in this game if he's going to shoot as much as he has recently and he has to because he's part of the starting lineup. Who else is going to shoot? Um, but I really, really need Davion Mintz to step up in this game. He is probably my determining factor in this one. Can Kentucky, second parameter here, have? can Kentucky have decent shot selection? This is, again, interesting because we've just got to see how aggressive Arkansas is going to be on defense. And it, it, I said it earlier. If I were the Razorbacks, I would really, really hone in on pressuring Kentucky, making them as uncomfortable as they possibly could be. And if Wheeler and Washington were still in this game, I would do the exact same thing. It's not like Washington and Wheeler are all of a sudden going to just blow Arkansas away in terms of not being affected by pressure. I mean, whenever Kentucky's played good pressure this season, when Wheeler and Washington were, were healthy, yeah, they had a little bit of, dec- uh, of a decline. Our, uh, Kentucky having to play Davion Minson, Kellen Grady, they aren't distributing the ball as well as Wheeler and Washington did, but they aren't turning, they're turning the ball over way less. Um. So, so I think having Wheeler and Washington in this game would be nice. Um, but, it wouldn't, it wouldn't greatly impact um, the, the outcome of the game, in my opinion. Because one way or another, Arkansas, I think, is going to put pressure on the Wildcats. And one way or another, I think Kentucky's going to be affected by that pressure. Third parameter here, can Kentucky play well in transition, both offensively and defensively? It's going to be very hard to do so in both categories. Because um, Arkansas is very handsy, like LSU. And then Arkansas also really loves to run in transition. Wildcats are going to have to be disciplined in this one. They're going to have to go out there and prove they're one of the best teams in the country, and they can make it to a Final Four or a national title. This is one of those games in the regular season where it's late. People are starting to peak. People are starting to decline. This is one of those games where you go out and you prove it. Even without your starting backcourt, you go out there and prove it. Final uh, parameter here, can Kentucky protect the rim? I think Arkansas is really going to uh, test Kentucky in this department. How effective can Shebway, uh, Lance Ware, and Jacob Toppin be, and Keon Brooks as well? How effective can they be in in guarding Arkansas's front court and making sure the opposing guards don't get downhill? Again, I don't know. I don't know if they, the the answer to that question, but they're going to need to do that. They're going to really need to do that in this game. And a final score prediction for you here. This is hope for me more than anything. This is uh, this is one of those games where I was like, I think for the first time ever, I'm going to pick Kentucky to lose a game. Because they're favored, and because Arkansas, if they don't get to the foul line a crazy amount, and because Kentucky does play efficient defense, I think there's reason to believe that Kentucky will win this game, but I just have a bad feeling about this matchup. I'll go Kentucky 77, Arkansas 74. That's my final score prediction. 77 to 74, Cats win by three. This is going to be a very, very tough game in a very, very hostile environment. Arkansas is red hot. Kentucky's without two of their starting players. It would be huge if the Wildcats could could uh, win this one. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lan- or at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Daw underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials. I will see you all Monday. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.